our track record would suggest that alcohol does usually help the podcast, although sadly you don't have any. I don't. There, I could go get some whiskey, but feel free. it just doesn't feel like a whiskey kind of day. How was your day? It was It was busy. I was. It, it is a Saturday. Let's start with that. And I, it's a Saturday and I did some work and I did some uh, preparation for other things. Basically nothing exciting has happened today. Pre- preparation for other things being what? In a planned wedding? No, I, I was working out getting the winter bod. Sorry. Wait, sorry, what? You got to work out at least four hours a day in preparation for the winter. Well, I mean, James, the the usual principle is that it's a summer bod. No, you want to, you want to bulk up for the winter so you stay warm. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, so you're you're preparing for winter despite the fact it's still currently August. Do my winter workout. It's perfect. <laughs> when better to start than early? That's very true. No, very true. Uh, James, we've got a question to ask. Have you? Um, by chance, made any theme music for this week? Colin. I actually, hold on. Let me tab out. Hopefully this doesn't cut our recording. I am going to press send. uh, Oh, wait, what? On an email. (gasps) And you're going to receive it, Colin. And uh, I think we can just do a live listen and you can cut in the relevant thing. Absolutely. Uh, I present to you, Colin, my my creation. I'm so excited. My, My first child. And I've called it... It's here! Drum and Sloth. <laughs> I hope this is, isn't laughter of derision. That is absolutely astounding. It's my child. I love that. That is without oh. doubt. That's blown every single theme tune it's I've made out of the water. Top four theme tunes of the podcast so far. That's incredible. That's genuinely brilliant. I appreciate <laughs> the praise. I was inspired by my own joke. Oh. Did you actually find sloth noises? Yeah, I had to sample them from YouTube and then cut out like loads of background noise. <laughs> but that is all uh, sloths and drums. There's not and a the single rest, other I mean, sound. I thought there was maybe some bass in there or some like... No, that's just a really slow sloth. (laughs) Drums and sloth. You know what? I'm I'm so impressed with that. I may upload it to our SoundCloud just as like a a bonus. Oh, nice. That's wonderful. Welcome to Seesaw Parade episode 103. The music there brought to you by James this week. I'm really going to have to step it up for next week. I've done it. I finally did it. I know it took a few weeks, but you made it. What an entrance. Um, that's, that's wonderful. That's genuinely wonderful. I'm really gonna have to step up my game for next time. Uh, James, how, how's things, by the way? Just, uh, out of interest. I'm, I'm, I am living and I am well. I'm quite tired, though. It's, uh, it's, it's not late on a Saturday, but I'm old now. I feel like I want my bed. It has taken us four episodes of season one for you to say that I'm tired line. Which, I'm sure I must have said it by now. No, which, which I'm pretty sure we abolished uh, with the end of season zero. We, we also abolished asking each other how we are. You've just broken that rule immediately. But it's, but, but it's, it's also because I have something to complain about. Okay, no. So do you want to just, I, want, I need to ask you now how you are. So yeah, we're it's both going to break number we're one breaking rule. That, but that's, that's just for today because, because something is actually quite, something's happened. Something's happened, James. Colin, how are you today? I'm in a lot of pain, James. Oh, Colin, tell me again. I'm in a lot of pain, James. No, I, what happened? All <laughs> right. Um, I was mountain biking today, and I went down the first corner of the first descent, and I went over my handlebars. So this was like an actual like mountain biking track. An actual mountain bike track. Well signed. In the borders. Well, 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 what other word is there for signed con that I'm forgetting here? 
I mean, it was it was you know it was this morning. It was daylight. It was there, there was, was no, trees no excuse in sight. to not take this corner. It was literally a gentle, easy left. And for some reason, I just decided not to turn right. and decided that going shoulder first into the floor was a much better option. So I must admit, my shoulders are in a lot of pain right now, oh. um, which is not a lot of fun, I'll be honest. So yeah, I'm just going to preface that. And I also must say I have a beer. That's that's going to... That sh- that shoulder pain is going to put a hold in your uh, winter bod preparations. Well, the winter bod and also the fact that I'm actually holding said beer with my left arm and it's quite painful at the moment. Don't I'm let hoping... it freeze up, like lock into place. That's very true. Oh, I should watch out for that. I'm hoping the beer is going to kind of get the pain away. That's what it does. It doesn't really do it, but it, it's like it masks it. Not emotional pain, though. It doesn't get rid of emotional pain. Ah, well, that's a shame. You can try because, uh... very hard. That memory of my ex-girlfriend from seven years ago still burns bright. <laughs> hey, Naomi. Hey. She's not listening. Oh, she might. She's not listening. No way. Hey, Naomi. She's not friended me back who, on Facebook. Who, whose voice is your favorite, Naomi? Wait, you met her, didn't you? I know her. Oh, man. You know, you know not in the biblical sense, I hope. No, I know her. I have not known her. <laughs> okay. Can we not okay. do that? Can we just ignore that section, please? Let's God. let's start, uh, yeah, episode 103. We're going to start this week with um, Taylor Swift. Now, I, I know this is... Uh, Boom, Taylor. Something out of left field, but I, th- I certainly, if myself and James, I think, feel this is probably the, the, the talker of the week. Well, we've we've spoken about Taylor before, probably, once or twice. We have, but never as kind of the main topic of discussion. Now, for those of you who, uh, who have not heard it yet, Taylor Swift is back with her first song since her 2014 album, which was helpfully called 1989, so 1989 and 2014. And uh, it's called Look What You Made Me Do. A perilous title. Oh, absolutely. Look what you... I mean, what's Look the tone she's do. delivering that? Oh, come on. Is, is it like annoyed or is it like a, hmm, look what you made me do. I think I it's supposed to be, song. since I am a vengeful person, this is your fault, really. Or is she really angry? Yeah. Look what you she's made going me for, do. It's like, if you came into my house and killed my dog, <laughs> I would take out you and all your all your henchmen, and that would be your fault. Look what you made me do. Okay, well, well that's uh, Taylor Swift's new song. Look what you made me. Uh, look what you made me do. Let's have a quick listen to the chorus. I check it once, then I check it twice. Oh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me. Oh, Carrie, yeah, it kind of repeats itself a little bit there. I mean, let's just start with the with the the first. Impressions, James. What did you make of this comeback song? Uh, okay, is this a as a song that Taylor Swift has released, or is it just a, a random song? We'll we'll go into the whole background in a minute, but just the song as a whole. What do you make of it? It is entirely passable. Uh, it isn't boring. I wouldn't say. Some people are saying it's boring, but I think the production's interesting enough that it's not boring. Yeah, I would um, agree. But overall, I probably wouldn't add it to any playlist that I listen to regularly. It's not your winter bod playlist. No, it's definitely not motivational enough for that kind of activity. Right. Okay. Well, as a song, I think you're right. I think it's fairly catchy. I think uh, it works certainly as a, a pop song. I'm sure it'll do very well. Yeah, I, I I do get very bored of the chorus after the first time. The chorus itself, as I'm sure you probably have heard, actually is a sample of I'm Too Sexy. Well, it has a sample, but I think it's just the ooh. No, no, no. It's it's the same cadence, the same rhythmic pattern as I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy 
Okay, well, yeah, no, I'll accept that. Yeah, uh, it's got the same rhythm and cadence as you say. They've, Taylor Swift has credited Right Said Fred as songwriters on this new yeah, song. Yeah, no, they got songwriters credits to avoid lawsuits and stuff rather than <laughs> as a nice gesture. Okay, well, we've discussed the song, so the song's kind of all right. But what do we make of, you know, you go on the back of her 1989 album, and she had hit after hit after hit, and you know, go further back from that, she was kind of a country pop star, and then initially she was just a country star. And now she's kind of gone vault face. She's gone dark. What do you yeah, what do you make of this? Is this genuine is she gone evil or is she just is this a very savvy marketing ploy? It's just marketing. She knows what's gonna make money, it's going dark. Trying to like herself and Kanye are in this like family feud situation. They both with quotations because I'm in odd audio form, <laughs> uh, hate each other. Uh, close quotations. Uh, and it's just it's just a gimmick on both their ends to to sell more records because drama uh, equals fans. Do you genuinely not think that they hate each other? They don't hate each other. I'm sure she got a bit annoyed at the phrasing in Kanye's song, and I'm sure he got a bit annoyed that she just lied about giving permission and stuff. Uh, but the money that they will make from that drama will have made them united over their friendship of money again. The thing is, you're right. People love drama. People love seeing this kind of stuff played out on a global stage. And this is, uh, as Taylor says, her, his tilted stage, in which Kanye West actually on his last tour had a tilted stage. It was a pretty cool stage. You couldn't get much more direct than that, though. No, it's very obviously directed at Kanye himself. I hate the song you did. That sounds like Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, I would say none of her lines in this song are quite as savage or, or quite really a, a blow to the nose. No, no, no. The, quite the, weak. The toughest she says is, I don't like you. Yeah, basically. I, I don't I just, like you. I dislike you somewhat. I mean, I, I would say from my background in death metal, there's a lot more, uh, much more uh, stronger. My professional anger. My professional death metal opinion. There's much uh, stronger phrases used in death metal than I don't like you. I don't see the relevance of death metal here. We can go for any genre. Because oh, you, any yeah, you... Genre, Even like kids songs have had better insults than this. <laughs> That's true. Okay, and as for the, we, we kind of touched on it there, the marketing. She is obviously portraying herself as kind of the bad girls. And even in the song, she says something incredibly melodramatic, like, uh, oh, are you looking for the old Taylor? She can't come to the uh, phone yeah, right now. She's dead now. She's dead. She's dead. That's just, I mean, come on. That's a and bit no, She's going for it. She's embracing the reputation. That, what is it? The snake re- reputation. Yeah. She's even using snakes on her, like, promotional material. The album like, is called Reputation. Nice. There we go. I accidentally was smart. Oh, wait, did you not actually know that? No, I knew it. I just forgot it <laughs> until that moment right then. And her album cover is like her pouting and it's uh, black and white and there's newspaper headlines and tabloids with all the words Taylor Swift on it. Yeah, no, she, she's going for a theme here and who knows? I, I, I don't think she'll have released like the hit the hit from this from the album. Jack, I agree. Is it Jack Anatoff? What's the guy's first name? Oh, I've no idea. The producer. Yet. He's from Bleachers. He's quite good in real. He's quite good in his own band. I quite like his own music. <laughs> Um, but he, he he's produced music for her before, and it's never been her best in the record. So I expect that there will be other songs that are far more popular than this one. If you go to her other songs, things like Shake It Off, Blank Space, even going further back, things like Trouble, those are bangers. Those are bangers. This is not bangers. a banger. Those are bangers. You know, they're not going to be, you know, when she performs in Glasgow, the encore is not going to be Look What You Made Me Do. Okay, Colin, let's play a game. I propose to you a game right. from, I believe, 1984. Name one of the songs that was produced by the same guy that did you, this one. Do you mean 1989? 1989. Sorry, 1984 
is an entirely different thing. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like the post-apocalyptic uh, Big <laughs> Brother Big novel. Big Brother, yeah. By George Orwell. Says, that's England. What's your favourite song from 1984? I like the one where they talk about totalitarianism governments. I like the uh, Surveillance is Everywhere song. Anyway, 1989, name one of the songs that was produced by this guy. I'm going to guess Bad Blood. Uh, no. Oh, what? Um, Think of Blind very Space. repetitive choruses. Shake it off. No, how about <laughs> Out of the Woods? Oh, I, I, I don't even know that was his song. Wait, so this was meant to be like, uh, correct, you got it right in the first go. I actually didn't, I didn't get it right. I'm so sorry. No, I may even have named the wrong album. I have no idea. That may be from one of our previous well, albums. Well, if, if you're looking at the 1984 novel, then you're definitely in the wrong place for a start. Yeah, true. I started from the wrong place. Okay, so we're, we're kind of giving her a, a pass. You know, it's like, it's well done. It's well done, Taylor. You've you've summed up the attitude of uh, kind of the general public and you're, you're capitalizing on it. Oh, yeah, she's seen what people expect her to do and she's done exactly that. And I'm sure it was uh, written by some app team of four or five Swedish people uh, who know their stuff. So who knows? The whole album, I'm sure it'll be very popular. I don't think Taylor could release an album that wouldn't sell very well. Do you know, James, the old cease operate can't come to the phone right now. The dead. <laughs> Do you know why? Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, why, Colin? I wanted to phone them. Because they're dead. That's dark. That's a gritty reboot. SoundCloud went down. <laughs> Season one of cease operate is our gritty reboot. It's our gr- okay, that's our gritty reboot. This is our gritty reboot, everybody. This is our gritty reboot, everyone. Look how good we are at grit. Right, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? Um, uh, yeah, sure. In fact, James, you want to steer this one from Taylor Swift to... To other things that the whole world talks about? Yeah. For example, uh, Game of Thrones, the most recent episode. We're gonna we're gonna crack into spoiler territory as item two. This I must week. apologize fun, everyone. to people who and I know there are a few of you who do not watch Game of Thrones and have never watched Game of Thrones. I promise this is the second last week for at least the next two years in which we will talk about Game of Thrones. I'm very sorry, but it is. If you haven't watched it, I would genuinely recommend it. I think it's. You know, I genuinely, I would. I think it's a great show. I think watch season one and then pretend that every other season didn't happen. Eh, well, I would disagree with that. Not because they're all bad, but because if you go for a second season, you're then invested and you have to commit. Okay, fair enough. That's true. I don't think I'd want anyone to watch all of it at this point. Now, for anybody, yeah, for anyone who has either seen Game of Thrones or either doesn't care, it's fine. If you haven't seen it, Skip forward five minutes. Five minutes. We'll do exactly five minutes in the post-production. This is the penultimate episode of the season. So it's the second last episode, which... The classic high point in every season. Absolutely. They really go for it this time. And so, if you've been following this season, it's like the seven or, you know, a dirty dozen who head up over the wall to try and catch a zombie. That's as... The Magnificent Seven and their five red shirt friends. As preposterous as it sounds to try and catch, essentially, an undead person to bring them back to Queen Cersei... To show that there's a yeah, big, there a terrible to plan. show there's a big undead army coming, and that they should stop squabbling for the time being and go kill some zombies. For yep. anyone who does not watch Game of Thrones, I promise you, it's better than that. My summary is not doing it justice. No, we we kind of focus on the bad things. The thing I want to focus on is the fact that in this episode, as good as it was, there were two <coughs> things I have major problems with. The first one, right? They were in this rock in the middle of a lake. Yeah. They send Gendry off to send a message. He runs back to wherever he was. What, the, the gates? The big wall? Yeah, the Eastwatch. They then send a raven. They write a message. They send the raven out to this yeah. Dragonstone. Dragonstone, yeah. Which is then received, which is then read. Where Danny is still chilling about. 
And then Danny was like, right, I'm going to go and fly my dragons out there. Flies back over to... Triple dragon. Yeah, to the Magnificent Seven, who are still there and have not been killed or frozen to death. How much time has passed? Days. Days have passed. They don't really give you an idea of how long or short a time But in the episode, to to be fair. Five minutes has passed. You know, I'm okay with the ambiguity of a time passing this time because it kind of is perpetual twilight almost. Every 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 hour looks the same. Yeah, I agree that why like it was a really really weird thing to write in the show. Oh, and then some people go north of the wall, and then one of them goes back and sends a message to where they started off from in the beginning, and then they flew all. Way. Why wouldn't everyone go to Eastwatch? And then that's the meeting. Ah, never mind. It's a quick rewrite to fix it. The second problem, I can forgive the first one because that's that storyline of rescuing them in the north has kind of been brewing for a while. I get that. Yeah. The second and, yeah, point. Yeah, they just need to do that kind of thing there. Is a, a, an example of Deus Ex Machina, which I know you're going to disagree but, with. Hold oh, on, hold on. Phrase. Hold on. Because Jon Snow, he's about to die, and then out of nowhere, a character who has appeared maybe three times in the show suddenly appears out of nowhere and saves the day before he dies. That was cool. That is lazy writing. That is lazy. What did he do in his second to last appearance? He rescued somebody else. Yeah, he swept in out of the blue and rescued exactly. someone else. This is just a part of his character. It's what he does. Now, he gets told where to go and he knows where to go. Now, you're going to disagree. You're going to say Deus Ex Machina is someone who's completely unrelated to the plot. It's an entirely unexpected and uh, unset up plot. I can, well, see, I can argue that. What has Benjamin Stark been doing for the past three days before tracking he appears? the tracking, tracking the army of the dead. Like, sure, I think, I absolutely think that the writers or the directors should have put him in a bit earlier. Like, herding off some of the zombies, like helping out a wee bit, but at a distance so he can't catch up with his nephew. They should have done that, but they didn't. I think quite a lot of this season can be fixed with very minor rewrites. I don't know how the script got through. My last point, which before I give you the floor here is that the show, as much as I still like and I still watch it, has gone so far downhill in this season because, and I touched on this before, it's no longer sticking to the George R. R. Martin scripts slash books. They've just gone, you know, they've been given some pointers, but the Hollywood scriptwriters are essentially doing their own thing mm-hmm. and have turned it into the classic Hollywood program, you know, where there's a wee bit of peril, oh, but the main characters are all fine and everything works out. You know, in the old style Game of Thrones, it was unpredictable. Your main characters got killed off left, right, etc. I've been talking about this the entire season, and I just don't like the fact that it's become this Hollywoodized blockbuster version of a show which used to thrive on unpredictability and kind of villainy. That was that was so long. I'm I'm falling asleep. Shut up. Go right. You you <laughs> you talk now. Okay. So people are getting away with mistakes in the last few seasons of Game of Thrones. Whereas in the early seasons and in the books, if you made a mistake, it had dire consequences for you. Whereas in this season, and possibly the last, and who knows before that, people make mistakes and then other characters die or no one does. There's basically no consequence for a mistake because something something comes and saves the day. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I, I think, I, I think all right, that they should have stuck to the formula of if you make a mistake, Something bad happens to you. Whereas we've just had people that they swim to the other end of a lake. Or basically, lakes are how you save your life right now. Everyone that falls in a lake, you get a free pass to to, to survival. But they should have, and this is a, a spoiler again, so if you just popped into this episode, uh, they should have killed off far more of the seven. Absolutely. They and killed all, off yeah. what, one? It was very nice of the, the bear on fire to kill three randoms that came along that didn't even get a line. 
uh, and the whites to kill the other two and only one person died and they died a nice death and got to say goodbye to everyone. It's very handy that the yeah the characters who were eventually killed in the fight were people who did not have names or we had seen before and then the character who did get kill, killed off we don't really care about and we were reminded of his backstory. Oh, I care about him. Hold on. We were reminded of his backstory five minutes before he was killed. I like him, Colin. Ah. I've always liked Thoros. But then again, I've read the books, so I have an attachment to the characters beyond the average. Okay, so episode the final episode of the season is on Monday or Sunday night. Uh, James, what's your prediction? What's going to happen? Well, yes, yeah, so they're going to go down to King's Landing, and there's going to be some sort of fight. I don't know how, but there will be. I hope the Hound fights his, fights his brother, undead brother. Um, but that's, that's all I really want. I just want some resolution of some plot point. Littlefinger, I want him to die. That would, that would resolve a lot of the problems in the North. Like, to be clear, this episode, half of it I liked. I liked most of the stuff that happened beyond the wall. The, the Winterfell story is just grinding me. It's awful. I don't, I, yeah. So I just want things to be resolved. I just, that's it. I don't ask for more. Frankly, I just want the season to be over. I mean, well, yeah, that's, yeah, the idea is if it's over, they can't make any more waste of time plots. Indeed. Right. So let, let's move on before we, we lose any more people who have not seen the show. Um, just cut it. Cut that down to like two seconds. Okay, right. here's the spoilers. We're done. Let's let's start with some trailers now. Now, for the people who have uh, you know not quite as into their TV shows and Netflix and, and movies as we just, are, just leave the podcast. Just away you go. And ask why you why you're still listening because we're getting very niche here. This one is is the Punisher. Now, for those of you who who don't instantly recognize that name, that is the character who was introduced in Daredevil, uh, which is the Marvel series on Netflix, played by John Bernthal, who I think is tremendous. is a great pick for that that role. The first trailer for the Punisher's spinoff show has uh, has, has come out. Uh, let's let's have a quick listen to to the uh... standalone show. Let's not call it a spinoff. It's the devil you sold your soul to. As much as I don't really like narration in trailers, I thought that was quite good. I quite liked it. Yeah, I think it's technically a teaser trailer. I don't know. So it's all right. I don't know. I thought the trailer portrayed the right amount of this show is going to be darker than the others that I'm I'm excited for it. It looks different to the other Marvel shows, so I'm happy. And as you say, John does a good job. Oh, he does indeed. He's a, he's tremendous. The thing I would I would say though is that we are I know we we've kind of discussed this before. We are reaching peak saturation superhero point no wait wait peak superhero saturation point there we go there we go yeah it's it's almost it's almost too much now it's is, uh, is he a superhero though well he's, he's an anti-hero certainly I, I i don't think i think he's just a, a normal human though he's just he's just got a lot of guns i don't know has he got special <laughs> powers so so i i think this is a different genre i think it's good my my question would be, what is he? Uh, what what's going to be covered in this show that wasn't done in Daredevil? Ooh, um, the continuation of his story. I don't know. Like, because this isn't set before it or during it. This is set after Daredevil season two. So we're just going to see him, I suppose, hunting down some some of his old squad. Well, it looks pretty, it looks fairly promising. Would you like to take the next trailer, James? Uh, well, Cause you know, you certainly know more about this show than I do. Oh, wait, have you not watched it? No, I've watched the trailer, but I've not watched. I've watched parts of the show, but I'd like to talk about the show. But you, you please take the reins for this one. So this is uh, BoJack Horseman, which has had three fantastic seasons of TV and is now approaching its fourth. And they've released a lovely little trailer for us. Let's have a listen. Hey, BoJack. I haven't heard from you in like three months. What's new with me? Did I tell you I'm working at a blog? You don't care if people read your work or not, and that's what's so great about you. 
I don't know if you heard, but Mr. <laughs> Peanut Butter is running for governor. I am specifically on the side of the facts and also on the side of feelings. Well, I'm satisfied. I really wish you were here for this. What I liked about this trailer, what I thought was kind of different, was the fact that Bojack Horseman, who is the main character, is not actually really featured in it at all. Yeah, he, he, he just appears towards the end. That's very different. That's like having a Spider-Man trailer and most of it is narrated by his mum. No, wait, wait. Her, his mum is not there. His dad. Oh, wait. His dad's dead. No. Yeah, no. His, his mum dad would not narrate. Aunt May. Neither would his uncle. He's basically got his aunt <laughs> May. She might narrate imagine, the Spider-Man TV show. Imagine trailer. if they did a Spider-Man trailer and Spider-Man appeared three seconds from the end and Aunt May did the entire narration. That would be terrible. Uh, yeah, but for the Bojack trailer, it really fits the story. Because we don't know what he's up to. I can't so. think of anybody else I know who has seen BoJack Horseman. Although I'd say almost everybody has joking, heard of it. Colin. No, genuine. No, genuinely. You must have like the the lowest class <laughs> of friends. That's very insulting to my friends. No, okay, no. So BoJack is a horribly harrowing thing to watch. No, so well, if you, I, if you enjoy you being sad most of the time, but then also laughing at the same time, watch this show. I've been reading reviews for BoJack Horseman, and although the the first season, kind of people say, oh, it's a bit meh, season two and season three, it totally changes, and people are saying this is some of the most emotionally hardcore thing they've ever seen. I agree, it is very heavy on your emotions. It's an animated TV show about a horse. Yeah, a talking horse in a world where all the animals are basically personified to a human level. It's it's such a weird concept, but I mean, based yep, on the but really, it really, really works. And the voice actors put in great performances. The animation is uh, spot on, and the writing is unbelievable. I, I I really hope it carries on the trend of, like you say, the first season. Some people found it a bit meh. I really loved it, but it hasn't had flaws in my opinion. Season three maybe a bit worse than season two, just because season two was way too good to ever be repeated. I really hope it's a good season of TV and that they carry on the themes rather than like I really want everyone to be happy, but if <laughs> everyone just starts being happy, it won't be the same show anymore. So yeah, I wanted to break my heart at least once per episode. Before we move on, can I just say on Netflix this uh, past week I've been watching Iron Fist, which has been uh, <laughs> six months. You should have mentioned that about a second. I know, I know. Well, six months, a section ago. Six months in the making, in that I've been putting it off and putting it off because the reviews were so bad. But because the Defenders has come out, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about next week. Yeah. Uh, I felt I had to watch Iron Fist to try and catch up. How much up. have you watched? I'm on episode 11. And my oh, goodness, you're right near the end. This show Wait, is, so have you, gotten, have you gotten past the China episode? My, this show is terrible. It's, it is awful. It's, the dialogue is horrendous. The choreography uh, is also the choreography, horrendous. Yeah, absolutely. The choreography is all over the place. Uh, I thought, think the characterization, I think Danny Rand is just a really Wait, stupid Colin, character. Did you know that his name is Danny Rand? Yeah, yeah, he keeps saying he's Danny Colin, Rand. He might have mentioned it, you might miss it, but he says it like maybe a couple, he's Danny Rand. I feel I've seen that uh, airplane crash about 100 times. Yeah. Like, literally, it's... There are so many problems with that and show. The really, the really awfully fake-looking looking transfer tattoo that he's got. The fact that... That they keep putting the camera on. The fact that one one episode, you know, a character beats another to death with an ice cream scoop. I mean, you had Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil smash somebody's head to pieces with a car door. And it was pretty good. It was pretty... Yeah, good. I think they were trying to go for that moment. It was pretty savage. He, he, he literally, he beat him with an ice, an ice cream scoop. What? Yeah. Th- yeah, it could be a good weapon. 
there's, I mean, yeah. So I, I, I'm, serve up some brains. Potentially next week with the Defenders, once I've seen a few episodes, we can talk about it then. But I think Iron Fist is plagued with problems, and I can see why. I, I think they got maybe 5% of the budget of the initial Marvel TV series. It's a budget. real struggle to get through. I'm literally... F- you can tell that everything was rushed. I'm literally finishing it just for the sake of finishing it, but I've not enjoyed this at all. I like one thing in the show, and that is the character and actor for Wade. I would. I agree. No, it's, you mean Ward. Ward meets you. Ward. I just said Wade. Sorry, Colin. Yeah. Ward. No, I'd agree with that. I like his, his storyline's been quite good. Uh, the acting I, I have appreciated. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's move on no, before we can one, come back to Marvel next. Yeah. Let's, and we'll never just to put the put a nail in the coffin before anyone tries to animate the corpse. We are never going to talk about any of the DC TV <laughs> until it is decent. Until they do one show that is that I, that I enjoy. The Flash. I didn't enjoy it. I'd, uh, I'm on. I'm in that boat with you there. In fact, okay. Uh, to unnail the coffin, we can talk about the Flash sometime. Right. Let's just go very <laughs> quickly to uh, to the last trailer which came out for a netflix show this week which is black mirror now black mirror is uh is tremendous if you haven't watched it go watch it all the episodes right again now. Uh, it's going to make you um, be very deep in thought and in emotion uh, quite often so you gotta be mentally prepared for this show if you're going to watch it i think that's all i want to say is just go watch the trailer i mean it's probably better than i can do than than discuss it you know go watch the show go watch the trailer i do not want to say anything because it might spoil an episode so Last, we have talked about it before, so sorry that we did. Yeah, last trailer I want to talk about is uh, to do with the world of games. And this is Age of Empires 4, yes. I believe. Yay. James, uh, you know, if you, a quick Google search, you'll find the trailer. I'd recommend you watch it first, or at least if you haven't seen it. Um, I think it's a terrible trailer. I think it's absolute rubbish. You it's don't, got no gameplay, so I don't really... I don't. It's, a, it's more of a, like, again... Not to be too pedantic, but it is a teaser rather than a trailer. It's a teaser, you... but I mean, if you did not know that was for a game, at the end of the trailer, you still would not know. That yeah, was you'd for have a game. no idea. I thought um, maybe that could have been for a, for a book. It could have been for a TV show. No, it could be for a book. I mean, it's. I agree that it was all like I just thought it was v- and the narration as well was it's all very, yeah, quite cheap sounding narration. It's just I'm badly written as well. I just didn't like it. And I thought, look, if you're trying to sell. Age of Empires 4, more people are going to be buying the, the definitive edition. I guarantee them. More people well, you will be know, buying So that. I think more people are probably still excited about the the Age of Empires 2 uh, HD HD re-release, the double HD re-release, <laughs> than they are about this. But this is more of a, hey, we're actually going to make this game trailer rather than a, here's a game. Ha- I don't even think they've started making the game. I think this, they've decided they're going to do it and they're going to try and start the hype now. Fair enough. Well, one thing which like has Age been... of Empires, like it's a classic series. This should be great. Should be, but it helps if you've got a decent trailer behind you, which these people certainly don't. But they do have decent programmers. I hope it looks like an advert for like a History Channel advert, a History Channel animation. It does, and I'll give you that. The an- like, I do like the way it looks, just not for a game trailer. Yeah, didn't like it. Um, James, should we finish up? <laughs> uh, like the. The the series. I mean, with what the the, the show, the <laughs> whole we, thing. Should we call it quits? Oh no! Yeah. Oh, I thought I was doing a good job with the Age of Empires chat. No, I mean, like, let's let's talk about the last thing. By the time let's, let's move on to the final topic. By the time people listen to this, our final topic will be will be finished. So I'm interested to see yeah. how this looks in retrospect. This no, is, yeah, we're messing up by talking about this, Colin. This, this is, is a, a mistake. It's fine, it's fine. I don't care. It's it's late. I just want to get, you know, let's just talk about it. Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor is being billed as the fight of the century. James, do you care? Uh, no. Why? Uh, well, 
I really don't like Mayweather as a human being. Yep. So I don't like it when he's got headlines and I have to read his name. True. Uh, and McGregor isn't in that sport, so I don't care. He's I... not a boxer, so he's like, I don't care. And uh, bold statement here. I don't like Conor McGregor. Uh, okay, no. So I don't like the persona he puts on. But that, no, no, I, that's I, him. I, I, get the, I get the feeling that he isn't a horrible person in real life. He just knows how to get the fans. Whereas Mayweather, I, I, he's a horrible person in real life. Let's just listen to a clip of Conor McGregor. What the f*** is he wearing? He looks like a little breakdancer or something. A little 12-year-old breakdancer, bitch. What the f***? He's 40! You're 40 years of age. Dress your f***ing age. Carrying a school bag on stage. What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. He does a better job of dissing people than Taylor Swift does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, use some Conor McGregor lines in there. You do much better, Tay-Tay. Listen up. There's some advice. You can credit us as songwriters. This whole fight of the century thing is a bit weird. Essentially, you've got one of the greatest boxers, whether you like him or not, of kind of our he's got era. Like some, he's got an incredible record, so versus, you can't argue. Versus the biggest personality in MMA. Now, let's use a different sporting analogy. Let's say Usain Bolt was racing, or let's say Justin Gatlin, shall we, was racing okay. the greatest decathlon athlete of all time in the 100 metres. That is okay. that's yeah. just a really, really stupid... Like, you wouldn't do that. You'd just be like, well, Justin Gatlin's going to win. This is the no, same thing. I w- yeah, that's basically the same thing. As someone that is a good all-around fighter um, up against someone who's a specialty fighter in that specialty sport. So, come on. If, if, if Mayweather doesn't win in about 30 seconds, uh, I think they're acting. Mayweather is 40. He hasn't fought for two years. McGregor is... Yeah, he's the biggest personality in UFC. His biggest payday to this point... Was three million dollars against Nate Diaz. He's set to pocket thirty million tonight. My goodness. Uh, Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather's going to get something like seventy-five million. And all the kind of pre-fight hype, Mayweather has come across as I can't tell if he is uninterested, like bored. He's just not. Or no, he's if bored. he's just genuine, if he's genuinely worried. Do you think he genuinely thinks he might lose? No, I think in a hundred fights, uh, he'd lose one. If if. If it was, if it just everything aligned for McGregor, Mayweather is kind of not known for his knockouts. He's not knocked anybody out for a while. He usually goes the distance and wins on points. True. Which to me, and if you know, if you're going to buy this pay per view, it's a hundred dollars, which is wow. unbelievable. Uh, it's said to be yeah, it's going to be one of the biggest fights in, in in years. The whole thing though makes me just a wee bit sad because it's literally just about how much money these guys can make, and they're going to make an absolute fortune. Despite the well, fact, no, yes, no, this, this is basically the Taylor Swift Kanye Kanye West relationship of the sports world. Uh, give it, it, it is it is empty and void and meaningless, but we're all going to pay a lot of money to let it happen. I give Conor McGregor credit because he has kind of engendered the situation, and he's kind of done well when it comes to the hype, and he's said the right lines, he's done the right thing, blah blah blah. He'll make oh, he's, yeah, he's doing his job very well. He'll make an absolute killing from this. Do you think it's potential to ruin his reputation, though? No, no. I think unless he got knocked out inside 10 seconds, no. Okay. If anything, he's going to raise the profile of UFC. He'll probably come back and win another thing in UFC. He'll beat Nate Diaz in their third fight. Um, You know, the thing is, UFC, Dana White, they love him because as much as he might be brash and a bit of a twat, he does bring 
profile to the sport to MMA. Yeah, no, that's what it's all about. It's all about like being the guy to fight. If he loses inside the first round, which he won't, but if he does, that's an that's an embarrassment for not just him uh, but yeah, for the sport. Yeah, I hadn't considered Mayweather's his thing as just being technically better, lasting out and being a better fighter. Um, which, of course, being the better fighter automatically by knowing the sport, he can do easily. Well, seeing as it's a boxing match, I'm going to go for the boxer, you know. Absolutely. I think you'd have to be a fool to, to go otherwise. Um, and if you if you are a fool and you do go otherwise and McGregor wins, the stars aligned. It, it, it would never happen again. Well, James, my question then would be, you know, if Conor McGregor can go from UFC to then a boxing match and, you know, genuinely think he could win... What sport would you try? Who would you try and challenge? Uh, you know, in a, a big sport. money fight. I'll go. I'll give you a, a, a time. I to was going to say it. it would be like me trying to be a radio professional. <laughs> That's not really a contest you can make money from, though. You can't just have like, like a radio. Being off. The best radio, like there, I'm sure there are like radio awards. What discipline would you think you had the best chance at against the best in the world? Uh, how much? How much time do I get to prepare? Uh, well, Conor McGregor's had maybe what six months. Oh man, Conor, that's that's a toughie. Uh, limbo. <laughs> Lim- okay, limbo. Why? Why limbo? Uh, I'm 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 slim. I Seems like an advantage. I mean, I it can't could imagine be all the fatties in the world. I can't imagine people will be shelling out a hundred dollars a pop to see you in a limbo contest against the limbo world. You champion. didn't ask me which one I would do to make the most money. Okay, well, which one's the most money then? I'd box. I'd go up against Mayweather in a boxing match. If he had to do it, you know that, would make a, that would make a raking. People pay, watching I'd pay, me get I'd pay up. to watch that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I would do? I'd probably do shot put. You think that your best chance is <laughs> shot put? Well, look, look, Colin, look. you've got a better chance entering elephant polo <laughs> than you do winning shot put against the best in the world. You could have a lifetime of training from this point and never come close. That's very true. I'm just thinking from like a standing start, you know, I'm not going to... Well, you do a standing start in shot put. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, from all the things, certainly in Olympic, you know, boxing, no. Any fight things, no. Based on today's events, cycling, no. Anything running, no. <laughs> Football, no. Rugby, no. I guess no. cycling is the best shout for anyone. That's what they say. Cycling, you don't, you don't really... Hit a, hit a peak you just if you train hard enough you can win i guess yeah maybe yeah maybe cycling i think for me though, the one that i think i would be good at would be shot but i'd still suck but i'd still be all right I, I, i'm gonna change mine what? since limbo isn't an olympic sport i'll go for beach volleyball what would you wear bikini right no well are we talking about me entering women's or men's beach <laughs> well volleyball it's up to you you're feeling i think if you're feeling gender neutral do both i i think the i think whichever one i enter dictates the, the outfit Go with whatever outfit feels comfortable to you, James. I mean, we are in the 21st century here. So, you, like, do you reckon if I entered women's beach volleyball and just wore shorts, that they'd have to uh, blur out blur out my nips? <laughs> my, I think they'd probably go for like the it would be like an intergender volleyball match as opposed to like a women's volleyball. No, match. if I've, if in this hypothetical where I've managed to enter women's, right. Because TV censoring always surprises me. They would, censor the most random things. I don't think they would blur them out because they'd be moving about too much. They'd probably ask you to put sellotape or like just tape generally <laughs> over. Not sellotape yeah, because that's see through. <laughs> Maybe like yeah, no, some kind of sports tape. Yeah, over said nipples because yeah, otherwise it's just too much. People would just get distracted. I mean, they're gonna get distracted anyway. I mean, I mean, right? yeah, look at you. I mean, your bosoms are plentiful. 
I'll still be trying to work off my winter bod oh, out of summer, just in time to start working it back on again. It's a lovely, I'll look amazing, lovely point to end. Uh, thank you, James. Of course, everybody. There's merch on our website. You would have seen as well on our website on our Wait, SoundCloud. Uh, we don't have one of those yet. No, we don't. No, we don't. It's, it's happening though, right? I, I believe so. Uh, it'll happen eventually. Also, Snapchat has been resurrected. Thank you. Yeah, what was the snap calling? Thank you to Ross Cray. Uh, it was a, a clip of Rihanna's S&M song. I almost said m oh. but no, it wasn't a song about Marks and Spencer. <laughs> Marks and Spencer's song. It was S&M in which Ross had edited a clip of me saying Whips and Chains Excite Me into the Rihanna song. It was glorious. Very clever. Uh, did he keep it? That's my question. Did I he press that little download button Ross, before he sent it? I really hope you, you saved that song. And uh, yeah, thank you to everybody else who got in touch, including your mother, James. Thank you for that. Janice. She did. She did. She sent me a few snaps. Yeah, it's good. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can add us to Seesaw Parades. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that brings us to the end. James, I will see you uh, with hopefully a less sore shoulder next week. And a super amazing intro song. Oh, I'm going to have to work hard on this one. Hey, right. Cheery bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>